Good afternoon. This is yours truly, Mac on the Rock, WSQF Blink Radio. We have a special address to this community. It's quite an honor for me. It's quite an honor for this station. Uh, of all the all the administrations that have been on Key Biscayne since its founding, this has been my favorite administration. You've been my favorite manager, Andrea Aga. Thank you, Aga. I got that right correctly. And uh, you have a special address for our community. We had the uh, the unfortunate news that you have now, uh, I best I can say, uh, agreed to resign from the village of Key Biscayne. I can't tell you how many of us are kind of heartbroken because you've all, always been very gracious to our community. You've always pretty much handled yourself in such a professional manner considering that sometimes the elected doesn't. And you've done some really great things, which I believe were asked of you and you accomplished. So by all means, it's it's all yours. Thank you. Thank you. And, and good afternoon, Kibiskane. It's great to be here and I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, so I will start by, by saying um, the resignation was initiated by me. There was nobody that I agreed with to, to, re- to, to, to resign. Um, I have had such a tremendous, tremendous honor working here. I've had uh, two very, very fulfilling years that I greatly value as manager of Key Biscayne. This community holds a very special place in my heart, and I wish for nothing but its continued success. I am grateful to the village staff whose committed, capable work makes the village of Key Biscayne the model community it is today. While I have determined that the time has come for me to step away from Village Hall, I do so with such appreciation and gratitude for this community that has graciously allowed me to serve you. I look forward to spending quality, quality time reflecting on the work and the successes we've had here in the village and exploring what is next for me. And I'd like to thank every resident, every council member, current, former, past, and future uh, for allowing me to have served uh, this community and be a part of the Key Biscayne family. Uh, it has been my honor and, and privilege to, to serve you. So I thank you all. And the feelings are mutual. We, we, uh, like I said, uh, originally, I'm uh, very moved. I really am that uh, it's come to this. And uh, wonderful things were asked of you. What was it that you were most proud of, which we know to be very troublesome in, in terms of how this administration ran and operated? And you were asked to streamline it, modernize it. Is, are there highlights that you know that you were you did this uh, perfectly? We have done such tremendous work under very difficult circumstances over these two years. And I commend the council for, for making investments in the technology. I think some of the you know, legacy items on the administrative side that I think the village should all be proud of. Um, first and foremost, stabilizing our finances. Uh, so we've we've put a lot into taking um, very little information that was available to us and, and perhaps some holes in, in the record keeping. And In other words, between digital and, and paper copies in boxes? Just, <laughs> de- just information in of itself. You know, there was a lot of information that we just, that wasn't available. So we spent a lot of time putting pieces together and recreating some of the transactions and the history in our books so that we can really understand where we are today. And I think one of um, 
one accomplishment that we're really proud of is being able to be as transparent as and, and as accountable as we are with regard to our, our finances. We post now on a monthly basis. We post our check register on our website so everybody knows where every dollar is going. Um, I know procurement is not always the, the, the sexiest thing in, in the world, but we have a purchasing system in place that actually makes sure that the departments are making proper requests and that there are budgeted funds and that uh, the purchases are within my purchasing authority. So we've put in controls like that that really make sure that the village is spending taxpayer dollars wisely and consistent with our own rules as well as uh, statutory requirements imposed on us. So that is huge. Um, I also think the investments the village has made in technology. We went live with our permitting system a few weeks ago, which was a lot of fun. I had the um, opportunity to sit with the staff in the building department. Uh, which most contractors uh, find really uh, uh, chaotic and they want it streamlined and they're, and everybody's complaining. It's it's a very hard thing to reform and make efficient, correct? And we've <laughs> done it. We've done it. The building department, the morale is up. The staff is happy. Jake Osman is the, is the director there. He's done a wonderful job. Um, and, 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 you know, it's interesting when you have a staff that has been used to doing business the way they had been doing business for so long. And when I came in and I said, guys, we're doing this, here's our go live date. And I sat with the permit clerks and, you know, front line, center line, and we got through it. We got through it. And, and I commend the, the staff members who have been with the village for a long time, because not only do they bring institutional knowledge and wisdom and ownership of their, of their discipline and their trade, but the support and the, their their opening of, of arms and welcoming me and the implementation of these technologies wasn't easy, you know. Especially if they're and they're not even aware that that you brought something efficient that makes their job easier. Exactly, that's the goal. You know, we've been able to do less with more. People's jobs have evolved. Some you know some jobs have become obsolete, and that happened. And as that happens, as, as the manager, one of my one thing I strive for, I really believe in, in our people and in our staff and professional growth and development. So you've seen some members of our team that had started out as permit clerks or other you know, sort of entry level positions. And in the short time that I've been here, we have grown their capacities and their skill sets and they are happier as a result. Their productivity is, is, is increased. And in order to keep up with an organization as it goes through a transition and a period of growth like we've gone over the past two years, it takes a lot um, of, of commitment and a lot of willpower from the staff and a lot of um, they've got to be open to it and, and buy in. And I'm so thankful that they, they bought in. I ran into one of our inspectors this morning and he nearly was in tears and we gave each other a big, you know, COVID face mask hug. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, um, you know, he just shared his thoughts with me. He's been here 27 years. And so he's, uh, he's kind of like me watching it. We've seen it all. And he's seen it all. And, and he had so many wonderful things to say about how, you know, no wouldn't, I wouldn't accept no for an answer on, certain delays and there are certain things that are just really were important that we kept keep pushing through and we find those solutions so i think the permitting system was a great accomplishment we made the investment to purchase the financial system uh, that applications implementation is underway right now we are posting like i said the monthly ch uh, check register we're also 
I'm going to start posting before I leave. We'll put our after action, which is basically a tool that I use to keep track of agenda uh, directives from council so we can see the status of, of those projects. And then the financial system, once it goes live, it'll there's a real-time portal. So you can actually log into the Village's website and you can see the data, you can see graphs, you can see it in the way you want to see it, you can organize it in the way you want to see it, and it's real, real-time. Check gets cut the system will update and the online portal will reflect that immediately well i don't think the i don't think the the constituent realizes the value of that it's it is it's tremendous. really amazing accountability yes it is a tremendous accountability so did you apply that to other departments outside of zoning not only that so that's in the finance department so that'll be village, village oh so it's finances, finances. okay yes. so it's even bigger than the previous topic correct correct and we also you know we've we implemented before i was here we started implementing a parks and rec system that we had been using on the back end um, but the full implementation was was not complete. The customer experience hadn't become any easier. And we wanted to be able to allow residents to register for classes and make payments uh, for our programs and things like that online. So we're trying to provide different ways that um, the residents and folks doing business with us can access the village and initiate processes. If you want to come in, we're always there smiling and we'll greet you. And our customer service, especially in the community center, is exceptional. And... But if you're busy and you've got other things to do or you're a permit expediter or, you know, you've got, you know, several kids that you're putting in several classes, I right. thought it would be, it was important to me to bring that online portal of the rec system, the registration system online. So that's happening. We've invested in a new website. It looks beautiful, user-friendly, you know, two, three clicks to be able to get to anything that, that you want. Um, it very nice, re, re-energize the village brand. If you take a look at this year's budget book, there's a section in there that speaks to our history and the seal and the intent and the elements of the seal from a branding perspective, which I thought was, was really beautiful. So we included that. Oh, you mean the metamorphosis of our seal changing to what it is today? Well, the explanation of the elements, like what what is the, what is the symbolism? Oh, okay, the, symbol, of the, the symbols of, of what we presently right, see. Right, right. Yeah, because I'm thinking of the past of... How it was like a coat of arms in the beginning. It was kind of a graphic. Mm. Now it's more color, more colorful. It's now it's more like a photo logo. So you're you're giving us the symbolizations of that stuff. Okay, and uh, overall, how did you face uh, what looked like budget deficits? Because by uh, uh, creating the efficiencies, that must have been very hard because the council wanted you to be reducing budgets. So right here, right, right next to me, I have this hat. That has all these rabbits in it. My magical hat filled with rabbits that oh. I that I get pull to them call out of the hat. upon. I get to call upon when I need them, and they never let me down. So, yes, it was a tight it was it was a tight you know budgetary year for us. It was the third year of declining values. Um, I am confident that within the near term future, the work that we've done on our resilience and fortifying our island, the improvements that we're doing on our stormwater system, um, the beach nourishment, we're scheduled to have new sand on the beach in early 2021. Um, some of these things, as the more we can get the word out about what the village has done and is doing to make sure that you know our island is, is, is strong and, and resilient and can sustain. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. And we will be here for a long time because of the efforts um, that that the village and the council have made that predated me for sure. These 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 energies have been going on really a grassroots you know a- effort. Well, in terms of beach renourishment, my God, people don't realize that if you moved here in in, uh, in the last twenty years or now or to today, you've never seen the walls at Key Biscayne Hotel and Villas and Key Colony, which were 
probably 12 feet higher than you on the uh, on the shoreline. Mm-hmm. So that's how much sand is still there that hasn't been eroded away. But there's a huge walls at Key Colony and, and at Key Biscayne Hotel and Villas that are way above your head. We used to walk and run past those because the waves would hit those walls and kind of knock you into the bay or mm. into the beach. So you had to run across as you were walking the beach line. So the, 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 the fast dash. Yeah, the, fast the dash. Day. So I grew up <laughs> seeing that and the pilings that were out there. You can't see that today. So if you moved here 20 years till today, you have no idea that that is underneath all that sand. So until you see pilings sticking up, we're ahead of the game. It could be worse. So we got we got to th- we got to thank you uh, for seeing more sand next year. So oh, we'll yes. never see these pilings. Oh yeah. So we'll have that sand for us uh, within the next you know early early in 21. And then we've also spent a lot of time working with the Department of Environmental Protection. Uh, the Department of Emergency Management on on the state level and then also on the federal level with the United States Army Corps of Engineers so that the village could become a party to their 50-year federal shoreline protection, which would basically guarantee a steady funding stream and engineering and, and also some additional you know backup support for the village to be able to maintain our precious beaches. So the past few days, actually, we've gotten some really, really good news um, from the Army Corps and the Army Corps, which is a very large, very you know, huge bureaucracy, it's a it's a big one. It's a big it's a big tank. And um, I will tell you that we have been effective in um, negotiating with them and navigating with them to the point where they actually are um, kind of taking a leap of faith with us. And they know how likely it is at this point because of the hard work of the council and um, the staff and the, 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 the consultants that the village has, has invested in we've really been able to make progress. And I think we're going to be a part of that program. And we actually had a kickoff call. There were over a dozen people on the call from our staff, our resilience officer, um, you know, our, our public works director, um, Kat, uh, she's our GIS. And you convinced the government to give you more money than they the original? They're giving us more money. They're giving us more time. They're going to really take care of the village. And, and we're going to, I believe wholeheartedly, that sooner than later we're going to get formal notification uh, from the Army Corps that will we'll be a part of that project. So that has been something that the village has been working on for a very long time and i am proud of us having come in at this you know over the last two years to really be able to to tighten that up and and secure that and so i'm optimistic that you know we'll get formal notification soon but that kickoff meeting basically the the army corps staff was a blessing because they, they brought you into the family they said we're in and we are talking you know real calculations we're talking about actual segments on our beach the actual profile uh, what what boundaries we can work within, how we're going to do the mitigation of seagrass, um, what kind of breakwaters would be acceptable to us. One thing that is important that everyone needs to keep in mind is even if we become a part of the federal protection program, we need to own our own destiny and, and continue to, to, to monitor and, 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 and own it. And part of that discussion, we started early with the Army Corps by saying, you know, these are the types of solutions that are aesthetically and, you know, from a quality of life perspective, going to be acceptable Well, when you talk about, uh, if I may interrupt, when you talk about breakwater, you're talking about stuff submerged underwater that, that cuts off the current that creates the erosion. You got it right. So, And that's first, that's to be the first time in this community. Right. Because they talked about it the first time. We heard of stuff like that. But nothing ever became of it. And I guess they were going to wait to see how much erosion would occur based on what we already put out there. Mm-hmm. And I guess you I guess you all had that analysis now because 
20 years have gone by. Yes. So now there's going to be a big structure poured and dropped into the ground, or is it poured underground? How does that? How do they create a breakwater under under the bay like that? So I de- my my vision for us is that it also becomes a recreational sort of asset, right? We don't want anything that's unsightly. We want it to be environmentally friendly. I mean, and I effective. I saw once a diagram of a huge trapezoid under the bay. <laughs> I don't know how you would dive that, but a uh, big square like a pyramid underground, right, right. but a kind of flattened pyramid. Uh, is, is that? Have you seen pictures of what these breakwaters look like? So we have, we have, and you know there are some that are more aesthetically acceptable. So we made it very clear to the Army Corps that we are committed to working with them, and that there are certain standards that the villages um, will expect of them. And we told one one thing that was really cool about the call. Um, the question came up, and it was sort of rhetorical in nature. I don't think the folks from the Army Corps really expected an answer, but I was very excited to be able to give the answer. They said one of the factors that they have to consider in their analysis of including us is, you know, will the island be here in 50 years, in 100 years, in 200 years? And I said, I assure you, the island will be here in 200 years. And I know so because of, and I went through the laundry list of all of the projects and programs that we're looking at, um, including our underground infrastructure, including what we're doing, um, you know, with regard to transportation and different modalities and using bioswales and green space to help with the flooding and pervious. Uh, oh, so concrete. we could see like curb cuts in Kiva Scan one day? We we have actually, since I've been here, we have curb and gutter. There's a there's a uh, drainage and parking improvement No, but I project. mean the formal curb cut goes in front of every property. No. Every street. No, no. That's not in, in a, a vision. That is, so it is one way that you could mitigate uh, water. The vision we're going for now is we really want there to be a network that is um that that flows nicely with the natural and mitigates flooding when it does occur like to go to the catch basins on harbor right so which we, i wasn't crazy about that purchase but anyway <laughs> you know how yeah what can i tell you so the underground wrong side of the street uh-huh. it should be on the other side of mcintyre which is close to this building the city's building and our school because i'm a school guy you are a school guy yes well, I there, thought, there will be future opportunities i'm yeah. sure yeah but my kids are off to college now now it's well, for the grandkids i uh Oh, that's going to happen. You got me there <laughs> for the grandkids. You know, mom speaks always clearer than than, than dads. Uh, now, moving on to another subject, how much will the community center be a burden to the village budget going forward? Since it does cost a lot to give a lot of free stuff away and for kids to recreate in that building. It, it was always a topic when it was built. And uh, since I'm a pro community center person, were you able to, uh, Keep it from draining us like Social Security drains the United States? Not only does it not drain us, so most parks and rec operations in in local government not only run, um, they they often run at at a deficit. So credit to Todd Hofferberth, he's he's a brilliant um, operator of his his team and of, of the community center. And... We run at about obviously this year with COVID, it's it's you know our, our numbers are lower, the revenues lower, but and the activity, um, the demand for activity, well the demand is there, but unfortunately we can't meet the demand given the. So the kids can't even play their team sports. They can't. They so we have opened athletics back up, um, but if I may answer your first question, so the community center operates at about 80, 85, 90 percent um, of costs are covered. So. We operate with a very lean staff. They are masterful at what they do. And we have a revenue share program going on with most of our program providers. So the 
the revenue that is brought in by the program is is split with the village. And so that helps us offset our our, our fixed costs in, in operating the community center. So plus there's room for parents to just be volunteers and parents can be volunteers. And, you know, one of the things I love most in the Judy, the jeweler story, you know, there are so many opportunities and, and the Parks and Rec team does such a great job inviting residents to share ideas. And if you come in with an idea and this Judy just resonates with me that, you know, she wants to teach people how to make jewelry. And she has been with us for a very long time. My daughter was very fond of her. Yeah, she's got she's great. She's lovely. And, you know, and that's it's a resident initiated program. And a lot of our instructors and and there was somebody there was actually a mom, a a mom friend from my kids um, school who was saying that she speaks all these languages and she had a a vision for some programming that she wanted to, to bring forth. And initially, she wanted to do something, I think, with just languages. And I had her meet with Todd and they came to the conclusion that there wouldn't really there wasn't really a demand for for her initial proposal. So she came back to me and she said it didn't work. And I said, well, let's keep trying other solutions, which is the art of being a village manager. Thank you. Thank you. So ultimately, where we landed on was there was um, the senior community here is very active and it's a, it's a, it's a population that we care very deeply about. And, and we, they were, and they're demanding. <laughs> <laughs> They're demanding and reasonable. Yeah, and they've, reasonable. they've been through it all. Yeah, and wise. they created the country we're enjoying now. Yes. That's it. That's it. And we want to take care of our of our seniors. So, oh, I lost my train of thought with that one. Yeah, no, you're you're back to art, the basic Judy and arts and crafts. And the and, programming. And she tried something, and then we tried okay, something new. Okay, right. So I said, I said, what kind of physical fitness activities could you do with seniors? And she says, well, I was, that she had studied dance. And I said, well, why don't you introduce the Italian language course you wanted to do? Why don't you teach a dance class and provide instruction in Italian? Whoa. And, you know, why not, right? And okay. so now, you know, then people, could, you know, if you're interested in Italian or not, it doesn't hurt. She'll give the direction in English or in Italian. So if you wow, walk out with a few extra words. And it gets Italian, people talking. Yeah. And more people interested in something than perhaps would not be interested if it wasn't this way. Right. And so we met a need of our residents. See, that's the stuff that uh, Cuba scanners need to know. And that's the, the beauty of radio. And it's so unfortunate that we're hearing it too late in the game because once you're gone, you're gone. Uh, okay, so uh, let's go to another topic. This the the topic that's probably what drives people, uh, makes people pensive, the culture of the elected and the administration, and how you have to mitigate. You're the you're the strong mayor. This people don't realize that our charter. You're the boss. You get directions from the council, but the fact is that you can't. No elected official can use their letterhead and send off letters. It has to be the manager who sends off these letters. There have been councils in the past that have used that letterhead wrongly and sent out letters to Army Corps of Engineers or the tunnel underneath the Port of Miami, what to do with the sand that they dug out from under the bay. Can't be doing that kind of stuff. Only the manager. And this was before your time. So people have to understand how effective you were at what you did because you were, you were a strong manager the whole time. And I think a lot of villagers don't understand that you're the boss. You're the person who runs the city and you did it, I think, so well under such uh, precarious, sometimes uh, amateurish uh, scenarios. What is it you get the most out of being in these council meetings? And so the question would would be, how is it you found yourself caught in the middle of what already had occurred, what you were asked to fix, and how people received how well you did it? 
what was your general two years or so here? What was that general feeling like? Because I, watching you on TV, was saying, oh, my God. I don't know how she stays smiling. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was really your talent, your candor, and your manners, per se. What can you leave behind to the next one who's coming on how to approach the council meetings themselves? Oh, the council meetings are so invigorating and they're challenging. And each one of those meetings is an opportunity for every one of our elected officials to shine and to speak and to contribute and to come to consensus and to bring forth solutions. And of course, not everybody agrees on all on all topics. It wouldn't be democracy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's what it's, democracy sounds like, disagreement. Well, listen. We're, you, have to, you have to iron stuff out. We iron stuff out. And, you know, I think I, I found myself, um, and you, you corrected yourself, but initially you said strong mayor, so strong manager. Manager, right? oh my God, sorry. <laughs> but you got, you corrected I, yourself. You yeah, strong, you yeah, strong manager is what I meant. I said that wrong? Jeez. But you corrected yourself. Senior moment. Oh my God, here, here we go. go. Here we yes, go. it's strong manager form of government. So I take direction from the board as a whole. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my, you know, oaths to office as part of the city managers, the International City Managers Association is to uphold the, the council manager form of government, which is a great form of government because it allows the elected body that are, are elected by the, the residents of Key Biscayne um, with their own uh, perspectives and their own experience and their own wisdom and their own reflections can contribute to a discussion. And sometimes the discussions are lively and that happens. And so that's basically the answer that you saw it as lively where I thought it was completely tenuous you called it lively I think it's to yourself. Lively, and I and I and I, I missed the meetings in person because I I loved you know when I was sitting there with with my 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 charter appointee colleagues and then you know the elected body and I would see in their eyes I would feel what they they wanted things and they want to accomplish things and I would feel the frustration and I would feel their joy and when things perhaps came off as a little fierce or intense toward me. I can say I smiled because I didn't take it personally. I'm, I'm a professional. I, this is what I had signed up to do, and this is what I am doing. And I strongly believe that former council members, current members, and future members are in this for the right reason. And I believe in the council, and I have a tremendous respect for, for those in elected office. And when I'm up there, I am trying to connect with each member at the core of the issue that they're facing and and, and sometimes at the forward. core of their person because they really believe something even if perhaps uh, they're not right but they believe they are and you've seen it you know as a manager you somehow have to rectify that it's not going to go well I can see it in your eyes and you have to be patient and and well, help and help you know one of the things that I I I want to do more with and maybe this to your question you know wh whoever is up next can 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 reflect upon. Um, you know, it's it's so important that everybody's perspective is shared and that everybody's wisdom and experience is given its its fair, uh, you know, due diligence. And then we've got to, you know, seal the deal. You know, we, we make our peace. And I have this experience with staff. You know, I'll have an idea. I've got a great idea today. And, and some folks will say, oh, it's a great idea. But did you think of that? And I was like, well, that's makes it even a better idea. Yes. Let's go that route. So I think finding, you know, trying to find a way to help um, keep the keep the council really engaged with 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 the issues that they are trying to move forward and trying to um, I think 
find the common ground of priority, you know, I think is, is really important. One of the things that I struggled with was um, getting a strategic plan adopted. And um, when you say adopted, you mean staff or council? On the, on the council level. So, you know, I, I never got so far as to be able to present something to the council for adoption because we weren't really finding common ground on what our priorities are. So on the staff level, we came up with a three-year action plan for those priorities that were just indis- undisputable, public safety. We must be safe, right? We cannot have ADA compliance issues on our sidewalks. We, we need to have you know, a better beach. We need to reflect on our zoning code and make sure that structures that are being built are going to be able to last and withstand uh, the future of, of, of the environment as it, as it evolves over time. And you know, each of these issues are, are really important, and they're really um, – they can be very time-consuming of staff, and so I think it's important that we recognize what our priorities are and find, you know, and really narrow in and focus. So on you those believe the next ca- the the next uh, manager will have to address this. I think so, and I think we've done a good job teeing them up. You know, we've identified our four strategic pillars: public safety, resilience, quality of life, and efficiency. Um, we've made tremendous progress in each of the of the four areas, and I am really, really happy that the village um, is in a position now, I, I believe, positioned better than uh, we've ever really been before um, to be able to serve the council and the community. I can I can say that, you know, I've brought forth everything that I, I have. Um, and I think because of our committed and very capable village staff, the village is responsible, accountable, thriving, resident engagement is high. Uh, the organization is well positioned to execute on the community's priorities. So, I feel accomplished. I feel humbled by this experience. I've, I've, like I've said, I've, I've grown personally and professionally, and I'm deeply grateful to the staff and everybody who has uh, supported me. I thank you. If you haven't supported me, I thank you. You made um, me. You made me better. Uh, yes, you've made me better, and and I've, I, I was tenacious to begin with. Um, but you've you the village has taken taken you know me and and my opportunities as as a person as a as a mother as a friend as a colleague you know I am a better stronger person and I thank and we you thank village. you I thank you yes it was it's it's it was quite an honor to have met you so late <laughs> um, it was quite an honor you've come to the to to the village in the manner in which you came uh, and you stayed gracious and positive the whole time I can't thank you enough for. First of all, giving me the opportunity to finally meet you and uh, understand where you were coming from. Much of what you've done and said was exactly how I thought uh, you were in terms of your person. Uh, I loved uh, the, the very fact, more than anything else, that you always stayed positive. And it's very hard for people like me who are active and doing things that are kind of hard. It's kind of hard to do the hard stuff and keep a smile. I haven't been able to do it. You have. You know. <laughs> I am the eternal optimist. And so the final question is, uh, what's next for you? What uh, w- w- Should we be looking up in the, the Hollywood stars to see you? <laughs> uh, bigger, better, bigger, giant, more city? Or you find a, perhaps you'll be working at another city at similar in size? Or uh, out of the state, in the state, upstate? Uh, what's next for you? That's a, a great question. So I am... First and foremost, still committed to, to the village. So I have not signed any other employment agreements. I am not um, on any kind of ticking clock. I am I am here and, and committed. I am um, made myself available for my contract through the end of the calendar year. If it is the will of the council for me to stay on longer, I will. If it is the will of the council for me to uh, step down sooner, I, I also will. So 
first things first, I want to make sure the transition is smooth. Um, I want to make sure the community knows you are in good hands, and the village is very, very well positioned. And I does that all, does that imply that you'll wait till after the election? <laughs> <laughs> because the council would be uh, really foolish to change managers in the middle. Like, like it's just foolish to even think about it because you, you your job is is so cumbersome. You would I. I suppose you'd have to train the next person, right? So this would happen at least until past November. There are there are pros and cons to either scenario, and I think my advice to, to the council once they discuss, you know, I, I will happily chime in on, on, on risks or benefits of going in either way. Um, with regard to transition time, everybody's different. You know, um, there have been managers that have left and have actually been kept on payroll to, to help the new manager um, acclimate and, and adapt to the organization and learn what kind of what 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 is working, what isn't working, um, who have not been called upon. Um, and then, you know, there are managers that sometimes take a little bit more um, are re more receptive to support uh, on the transition. So I do not have any expectation one way or the other. I will accommodate you know, the council as, as need be. Um, I will tell you one thing that has really piqued my interest and and part of my allure to Key Biscayne initially was being able to address some of the unique area, the unique island, um, the issues that, that being a barrier island, you know, presents. That so that means you're going to, your next job is on a barrier island somewhere. Aha, uh -huh, not necessarily. <laughs> um, but I was going to say that the work I've done with the Army Corps and the beaches and, you know, DEP and water quality and all of our community partners who have been awesome and other municipalities and the state and the, and, and the county, um, Biscayne Bay is very sick. Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful, natural resource that has been, um, that is sick. That is sick, and it's something that I care deeply about, and um, that might be one area that that I can, you know, take some of the skills that I've uh, tuned, that I've, I've really sharpened by by being here in the village, and and focus on on that. So that's one thing that I'm considering. But in the short term, my focus is entirely on the village, making sure that the staff is is comfortable and has what they need, and making sure that I can take care of the of the mayor and the elected officials as best I can throughout this transition. And um, as soon as I have something formal that I'm ready to announce, I will happily give you a call and do so. But and you'll I, be right back. I, <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us here on Blink Radio. Well, there you have it. Uh, if you just want to give a little closing statement, three-liner, uh, blow us a kiss or say goodbye, whatever you want to do, it's all yours. I'm done. You're listening to WSQF 94.5 Blink Radio, Key Biscayne. And I will turn the button off as soon as you finish your last statement. I will say that over the past two days, I have found myself professing love to more people than I ever imagined I would um, in, in such a short time. Kibiskin, I love you, and I am here for you, and you'll be fine. Game on. Take care.